1: Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Pre-Finals Week. It's not pre-season finals, but it is the final season.
2: Well, it's post-season.
1: It's post-season pre-finals.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you've got a highlight of the week
2: past. Well, I mean, for uh, most of the teams, a uh, majority, this is pre-season. Um, and the highlight of the week for me is that uh, the past few years, uh, it seems like North has chased every fucking bloke who uh, looked like he wanted to leave their current club. Yep. And mixed successes, I think it's fair to say. But uh, this year, it seems like Carlton are in that boat. I think it's generous to say. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, Carlton, St. Kilda. Yeah.
2: yeah, those two guys are chasing every motherfucker. Um, literally 20 players have been linked with Carlton.
1: Something like that too, but it does feel like, um, for the first time, they Carlton doesn't need it, if you know what I mean. I reckon their list is it's not too bad. There's it, a couple of years off, but they've got a lot of talent at around the right age.
2: I mean... They should have too, considering they've been going to the draft every year. Yeah, for for, for donkeys
1: and yeah. uh, you know plundering GWS's reserves.
2: Yeah, they haven't had to give up a lot of talent too. Like I don't think uh, I can't think of many players that have left. that have gone on to better things in the last few years. In Eddie the last Betts. few years,
1: I'm going to say you go five years and beyond. <laughs> there's a shit ton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in
2: that uh, area, yes. But uh, of the last few years, I think they've actually managed to keep the good guys and the bad well, guys have sort of fucked well, off.
1: Let's be honest, the last few years, last five years, they haven't had anybody you'd want to take off their hands.
2: Not not at any decent price. No. Like, if uh, Cruiser or Kazbot said, I'll come looking to leave, and uh, you said, look, I'll give you a, a six-rounder. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. I've got a feeling Kazbot might have been on the table last year and nobody bit, um, which is a bit surprising.
2: Well, yeah. It's one of those, like, for the bright price, you'd have him, yeah. but uh, if they wanted anything so for him you'd probably like eh.
1: your highlight of the week is you're on the uh, outside looking at the uh, uh, failed recruits as opposed to on the inside this time
2: yeah and um, there's been no expectation set because uh, in previous years there's been the the big buzz and you know obviously uh, a couple of years back Dusty Martin yep. which in all like you have to really do a lot right to get a, a quality player out of a side yep. especially if there's no go home factor yep and um, so you know he obviously stayed, and that was uh, that was on, always on the cards. Uh, last year it was uh, Kelly. Don't uh, no, you or thought it was Kelly. Before
1: Kelly? Last year was Gaff, yeah. and it sounds like he, I reckon he actually made the decision to leave. And then changed his mind, and probably did that three or four times.
2: Well, that's what everyone was saying, uh, and a big part of it was his suspension. He felt like he owed the club for it. Apparently, uh, oh, fair and, enough. You know, that's all seventh hand, so you never really yeah. know what. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But by all accounts, he was he'd signed on the line. He would bought how, a house in Melbourne, <laughs> and then decided, fuck it, it's a real estate investment. I'm staying here. Which you know, fair enough. Um, I think the the big gets have been. Pittard, actually. He's been the best quality get we've gotten for a while for the price.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you prefer Pittard over Pollock?
2: In terms of what we're paying, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, bang for buck. Pollock's been great. I, I think he'll probably uh, finish in the top five in the uh, BNF. Uh, Barker. Yeah.
1: But at the same token, though, like, I do feel like North knew they were paying overs for Pollock,
2: but. Paying unders for Pittard. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, a 2016 All Australian, and I think he was close to that in the last season. But anyway, the uh, the whole point is that. It's nice to be on the other side of the fence, because yeah. realistically, every player we went for and missed, Carlton and St. Kilda went for as well. Yeah, yeah. Every single player. Just that we were in... we Our hand was in longer. Yep. We went to the river, and they uh, were out on the flop.
1: Oh, you, you can throw uh, Longmire and Clarkson into that list as well.
2: Oh, look. And any play, any team that needs a coach, you have to ask those sort of guys. Yeah,
1: Clarkson's the first person
2: you ask, regardless. Well... You, he's got to say no. But North especially... Seeing so as they're both ex-North players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, you trade on everything. Yeah. You, but apparently, they uh, during the reunion for the 99 uh, Premiership, they'll lean in pretty heavily on Longmire. <laughs> Why well, uh, wouldn't you? Well, but that's part uh, of the gig.
1: At the same time, though, I don't like him as a coach. I, I don't think they play exciting footy. Um, but I wouldn't like
2: him as a head coach, but if he was in the team as like a director of coaching, like they tried to with Malthouse and Buckley, yeah, I think that could work. Because they'd already done, like, uh, Shaw and he had already done that up in Sydney. But I, I don't, I don't like Longmire as a game day coach. I yeah. don't think he's, uh, he's exciting. He's not exciting. He's but, uh, dour, defensive, and look, he's won a flag, so it's worked yeah. for him.
1: But at the same time, you've got to respect what Longmire's done, and that is he's had his worst season ever and got a contract extension. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Well done, Chip.
2: Well, I, mean, I can't remember the last time they missed out on finals.
1: Uh, it was, I don't think it was him. It was at the helm.
2: No, it would have been back when they were rebuilding <laughs> under yeah. Bruise. Um but anyway, it, it is fun to see all this sort of thing happen. I think uh, Tipper Moody re-signed uh, yeah. last week or so, which we all knew was going to happen. happen. Um, I, I don't think even the most optimistic North Melbourne supporter thought he'd ever go to North. Or, or I think the Bulldogs were in the closest, and even that was kind of like, uh, look, we've got to ask the question, don't we? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You got it.
2: Um, and that's fair enough. But Saints and uh, Carlton, are, they've busted out a checkbook. Uh, the busy money's on the table. Um, I'm not sure how St Kilda are getting their bribes done considering they're pretty much just in the hole for about $13 million. Yeah, they're always they're
1: struggling financially. But I mean, I guess they've always got some backers somewhere. You know what I mean? Every club's got those... Um, the Coterie. Yeah, yeah. And you know, obviously they're stronger at some clubs than at others. Yeah, like, I think the Coterie group runs Essendon um, a little bit. Well, yeah,
2: uh, they're making all the money out of the pokies. <laughs> um, I, I do know there's a construction industry Coterie group for St Kilda. There you go. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, they they've got very long term investments in that. Yeah. Um very, very long
1: term. Yeah. Um but anyway, I mean we- that does, uh, you know, sort of gives a little kickstart to the off season um, for those ten clubs. But it is funny the clubs that are still playing, like they're sort of like, yeah, we we do kind of got something else to do first. Can we leave our contracts for just a minute? But um, I mean, Tim Kelly's one. Obviously, he's getting talked about a lot.
2: Well, the the wild part for me is that people come out and say, oh, he's he's told him he wants to leave. I'm like, no, he hasn't. Yeah. Like, no player uh, in a final series are going to go to them. Oh yeah, by the way, guys. Um, I reckon I might leave next year. Well, it's like you know, it's, it's happened before. That has, and um, I mean, geez, I can remember back into was it ninety? Well, I think it was ninety nine when uh, Scott Welsh uh, said, nah, "I'm leaving" on the Premiership dais, um, which is fucking ambitious. But, <laughs> but
1: um, why? Well, no, I the reason I know it's happening is because Brad Hill did it um, at Hawthorne. He, he had a meeting with Ross Lyon in the middle of the year, and um,
2: you know, he, he told yeah, the well, club before he went to it. But yeah, you different you, things. Got to leave that rabble. Um yeah. <laughs> it's funny on the way back I'm surprised he didn't actually go to hawthorne Well, I mean, he hasn't gone anywhere yet,
1: but no. I think that other clubs have offered more money than we can dream of so. geez,
2: it's like someone's pissing into an anthill the amount of people that are fleeing Frio and adelaide yeah yeah um but at adelaide's what the fuck is going on there like and you don't know whether it's true um everyone's on break so it's all rumored you especially with the break between uh game uh, like the regular season and yeah. finals well but i've heard Just about every player at Adelaide is up for grabs. Well, what
1: we do know is that they've gone the external review route. And I think we spoke about it last week. I think they've done very, very well in who they've appointed for their external review. Because they've got people that are not inside the club. And that's the idea. Well, you have to. Yeah. That's Um, the external part. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I think that's going well. But yeah, there's a few players this year. I mean, um, their selections this year was brutal. You know, where Bryce Gibbs got dropped three or four times, and Jenkins spent most of the year in the sample. Eddie Betts got dropped to the sandful, um, so they're going to make some decisions, especially since you know they missed finals by, um, well, a, a game and percentage, mm-hmm. um, but, with the oldest club, uh, oldest team in the uh, oldest list in the league. So you got to make some changes. But uh,
2: it was weird. It seemed from the outside, discipline for the sake of discipline.
1: A little bit, yeah. Like I. Yes, because I don't know what they were looking for.
2: Yeah. And then apparently Jenkins is talking to every bloody journal under the sun. Yeah. Um, and yeah. look, he's- I think he's
1: just an honest lad. I think he gets asked a question, he answers it, which is rare.
2: Yeah, And by all accounts, he's heading to uh, Hawthorne if they don't get Patton, which to me, that seems a, a lock to get Patton.
1: Yeah, that does. And do you want both of them? No. No. I- and I'm not sure we want Patton anymore either. Yeah.
2: But, no, it's a weird one. But
1: I have faith in El medico. so anyway. Well, yeah, um, get them on the gas. So in the last week, though, we had the All-Australian team announced. Uh, oh. we, we spoke about that a little bit last week.
2: Fucking uh, schmuzzle.
1: Yeah, it's every year. There's like, you go, well, really, that one? Um, I reckon there's probably two or three changes I'd make. Um, the captain isn't one of them. I mean, I think it's such a non... Um, issue, but
2: well, let's be honest. Buddy Franklin getting it last year is a bit more of an upset, I think so,
1: and I think that's uh, left some residual um, sour taste in the Western Australia. But what I did like was it's just the one Western Australian newspaper that's uh, went with it for about four days that Shannon Hearn was vice captain, not captain.
2: Yeah, um, it makes me think, what are they trying to distract everyone from it <laughs> over there?
1: I think they were just trying to fill column inches, and and also, you know, yeah. Fuck you, Fremantle, a little bit. Um, Who but, the fuck is buying
2: papers anymore, really? I haven't yeah, bought a newspaper, in I don't know how long.
1: Yeah, Western Australians, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But what I do love is you could feel that they were disappointed that it, was, it wasn't it was a Victorian that got Dave Captain, because then they had the angle they wanted. Mm. Um, and that's the same with last year. It's like, ah, oh, it's Franklin. Why couldn't it have been Pendlebury? Then we could have something to talk about, you know, that it's all Vic bias and that's the narrative they really wanted. Um, now uh, you'll say it, but nobody will uh, take you seriously because of your bias. But I do think Benny Brown was a little bit, uh, a little bit robbed.
2: Oh look! And on the Reddit thread where they announced it, uh, there was a challenge to take a shot every time someone said Ben Brown got robbed. Yeah, and twenty-three people died. died. Yeah, um, but he fucking did. I mean, you come second in the Coleman to a, to Jeremy Cameron, who finished a fucking strong finish. Yeah, well, you can't. But not Cameron's pick a centre com- half forward. Yeah, uh, Browns a full forward. Yeah. And, and you,
1: you could argue that Tom Hawkins is more centre-half forward than full forward too.
2: Yeah. And the argument is Tom, has more, to, uh, Tom Hawkins has more goal assists. You're not well, fucking full forward then. Well, full he's got, forwards kick goals. He's got fucking Gary Ablett sitting next to him. Yeah. Um, but, but look. It, do, know, it doesn't matter. matter I I mean, like, whatever. It will matter. But um, my
1: objection with the All-Australian is sometimes they do it on... Um, reputation. Reputation and uh, you know what? He's deserved it over the last three years. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's it's bullshit. This year, buddy.
2: Just uh, this year. Yeah, this isn't the Oscars. You don't get an even up. Yeah. And also, I think uh, they get... The same as a Brownlow, people always always want to be looked upon as knowledgeable. Yeah. And it's it's like the old saying, you know, no one got sacked for buying IBM. Right. Uh, no one got sacked for giving Gary Ablett three votes. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that gets into it a lot. Well,
1: remember, there was even that year, it was a couple of years ago, where Cameron Ling picked Joel Selwood. And you're like, Really? And he went, well, I just couldn't imagine an australian team without him. I'm like, well, you're fucking, no, it's your job too.
2: Yeah, that's no fucking excuse. And then somebody, I,
1: I, this is why I remember it, because they said, what about Ollie Wine's numbers? And they went, oh, actually, I forgot he was in the squad. I'm like, mate, well, you shouldn't be fucking picking the squad. And he was still in the selection committee for another couple of years. Cameron's
2: anyway, still in there this year.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And it should. Be. If you said that, you said that on fucking TV.
2: Yeah, and I think Wingy's a, a top bloke. I don't. But- He's a terrible fucking footy pick.
1: <laughs> Um I'm, I'm sure he is a good bloke, but he's not a good commentator. and he's, no, he's not, not. a good selection Um
2: killer. Look, I'd, I'd buy a car from him. Uh, I don't want to listen to him on footy. Um, the
1: NAB Rising Star was also announced. Um, uh,
2: it's a slam dunk, isn't it?
1: Well, Sam Walsh was always going to win, but it wasn't unanimous.
2: Yeah, I found that wild. Uh, I think Connor Rosie got, uh, got the one vote.
1: Got the... Um, for the Cane Corns vote. No, Nick Darcy, he got it from.
2: Luke Darcy was on the All Australian team too, and he fucked that up. So. I,
1: I like how uh, Luke Darcy was the only one that didn't pick Sam Walsh as his five votes. You five, four, three, two, one, yeah. and uh, he put Sam Walsh's four votes and Connor Rosey five. And he had an article the next day justifying his pick. And I thought, mate, the he fact had that, that written The fact that you needed an article to justify it should tell you what's going on there. But anyway, yeah, it, I, I feel much, more he, much yes.
2: he just did that to have the article, really. Pretty he's, much he's paid to get column views. And look. It,
1: um, he was going to win it anyway, Sam Walsh, regardless. So, yeah. it's just, I think if, I don't think anybody's ever been a unanimous rising star. So, he could have been the first. Well, I don't but think anyway, anyone's sorry, had
2: guys. an opening season like that before.
1: No, n- not that level of possessions I mean, either.
2: You can argue that, all right, it's in Carlton and they didn't travel so well, but yeah. he was still out there and he was still copping a fair bit of body contact. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean, obviously, Cripps is, you know, dragging their best tagger or best player away each week. but you know, So so's every other player on, on other teams. You know, he's a first-year player who played every game. That's yeah. rare.
2: I mean, it could be a second-year blue sort of thing where Cripps, uh, I don't know, pulls up sore or something and he gets the yeah. top tagger and yeah. struggles. But you know, we'll find that out. And shit, he's got uh, 10 years to figure it out. Exactly.
1: Um, and the other thing that occurred during the week off um, when there's no footy was the the All-Stars or... Uh, well, they got the EJ Witten Legends game. EJX. EJX, yeah. Playing in the um, AFLX format for the first time. Um, Fair to say not that many people attended?
2: Uh, No. And with the long shots they had, you could see the crowd. They tried to stack it on the broadcast (laughs) side and it was still pretty dismal.
1: I mean, when you've got a... I think it holds 30,000, the stadium. I think. Um, When you've got... 15,000 in a 30,000 stadium, you can do things to make it look fuller. Yeah. When there's 2,000...
2: Well, that's One side... Doesn't matter. ...would hold probably 10,000, let's say, the the broad side. Yeah. Well, do you reckon... 10, 10, 5 each end.
1: Do you think that they tried to organise it so they looked more, or did people just huddle together for warmth?
2: Probably that, and I think uh, they probably just decided to close up the shops and have all the hot dog vendors uh, sit and watch... (laughs) As well, I, I'm pretty sure there was a security guard for every three people.
1: I, I reckon it was catered by Uber Eats. He's like, Guys, just order in, mate. The doors are open. What about tickets? Don't worry about tickets.
2: A bucket of KFC pretty much sorted out half the squad. <laughs>
1: um, I got to admit, like I watched the whole game, I got a laugh out of it. Like it, it wasn't a great spectacle or anything, but I got a good couple of laughs.
2: The thing I remember most is that missed goal from uh, 30 centimeters out. Byron Cook. Yeah, managed to back heel it. Uh, yeah. And then Lingy dodged his tackle by... Not doing moving, anything. <laughs> he,
1: by stepping forward. Well, like, it's fair to say he couldn't have played worse if he tried. If he, pl- if he tried, it would not have looked as good.
2: I feel like you could instruct, um, I don't know, a, an American pizza owner, pizza <laughs> dealer, pizza dealer, fuck it, yeah, uh, pizza dealer, on the nuances of Australian football. Uh, after you told him to put his gun down, he would play better than Byron Cook did that day.
1: At 39 years of age and haven't played a game for 21 years, I reckon I could play better.
2: I thought you meant he hadn't played a game for 21 years. I'm going to say, geez, that's even worse.
1: The only only way he hasn't played a game for 21 years is if he was 21.
2: Yeah, this looked like a bloke who uh, couldn't recognise a football two out of three times.
1: But I got a laugh out of it. Um, What I don't like is why go with a scripted finish again? Like, they've done it Two or three times now and everybody knows it's scripted. Why why? What are they trying to do? Um, just have the game you could even see the players like, mate, we just want to get out of here. Why do we have to do this shit?
2: Yeah, I think uh it looked like that leading into half time. Yeah. Like like the players weren't told that no, this isn't a two half game, this is four quarters. And they've yeah. just gone, Oh fuck, another shit, half. Another half. Yeah. And I think I was a bit that watching it too, I'm like, another half? These guys are cooked. Yeah.
1: I mean, everyone's throwing up other ideas of what they could do, but there isn't much else you could do because you can't have the teams that have already dropped out of finals. They can't play because they need the week off because it's in the contracts, and, mm. and they're all fucking pissed still. You can't do State of Origin for the same reason.
2: Oh, fucking easy. Play the TSC Cup grand final.
1: That's all you can do is the under-18s because you can't do the women's because they've all got VFLW and and their local. Um, you can't do the state leagues because they got their finals coming up. Under-18s is about all you've got. Um, and if you want to, you know, make the draft actually interesting on draft night, then this is your chance to do it. You do a showcase game, and you do profiles yeah. on all the paper, uh, all the players as you go and uh, and talk to them, that kind of stuff. And but let's
2: be honest, so that's broadcast on Friday night TV when AFL is on a week break. Yeah, nothing's done. Yeah, yeah, of like, course so. not. Uh, and some young lad has a bit of a screamer, you like, fuck, he did
1: all right. Get somebody... Like, it used to be Emma Quayle was the person you go to on uh, drafts, but now she's working for the Giants, so she can't. But get somebody respected... To do a It'd
2: be funny if she was there, she's like, "Oh, geez, he's had a good game." Oh no, he's uh, he's pretty shit. He's um,
1: terrible. He won't go without. Yeah, pick, no, number I, five. I, I
2: reckon uh, he'll be a fourth rounder at best. <laughs>
1: but, um, get somebody who is respected, and to do a, a rough draft order, and then you can actually have the players. And goes, "Look, well, we expect him to go." Even yeah. if you do it in bands, I mean, say we expect him to be a top five pick. We I mean, expect him to be a five, to, uh, six to ten pick.
2: You need someone pretty knowledgeable, someone who's willing to do the hard yards. Yeah, and, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I <laughs> guess I can. <laughs> yes, um, guess we
1: can. I, I know that that is hard to get somebody because. You throw up any journal and somebody's going to go, oh, that dickhead. Um, but, uh, yeah, or that dickhead that I read every week. Yeah, whoever. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it could be Robbo or Damo. Or it doesn't matter how um, respected or not respected they are. Y- you just need a point of reference. Um, yeah, I mean,
2: like I said, I'll do it. Um, and it'll be fun because I'll be like, oh, this is um, Dave Thompson. Uh, he actually got into football from uh, when he was a young age. He got in trouble for kicking a, a ram at his uh, farm. And uh, his old man took him out a football yard, and he learned to kick by uh, kicking a, a stuffed sheepskin. Yep. And somebody was like, is that true? I'm like, you've got no way to fucking find it, yeah.
1: <laughs> Prove me wrong, bitch.
2: So, yeah, go for it.
1: Um, but, I mean, I, at the same time, I don't get upset that it was on. Like, oh, I'll watch it for a laugh, but I'm not going to take it serious. And, um, you know, it's for charity, whatever. But I don't think it's a disgrace. Um, yeah, who cares? <laughs>
2: but are you going to turn up to watch the fucking thing? I'll, I'll watch not- it on TV.
1: I'll, yeah, ne- like, I'll never go to it.
2: I'll pop it on, but uh, yeah, I was never going to queue up for uh, going to the game. Even yeah. though I, I do want to get to Amy Stadium, but I've
1: I've been to a soccer game there, uh, A League game. I saw Western Sydney Wanderers versus the Melbourne team that isn't Victory. What are they called now? City Heart, something.
2: Uh, Melbourne United. United are they? It used to be the
1: Heart. There you go. And they got
2: bought out by Man United.
1: No Man City. Man they City. got bought out by Man City.
2: Man City. Yeah, anyway, that team. Maybe it was Melbourne City then. I don't fucking
1: know. I don't know either. And uh, I sat in the, I took uh, my son's, and we sat in the family area, so there was no drinking or anything like that. About eight rows off the fence, and lovely. A great stadium to watch the soccer, and really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go to an AFLX game there, though.
2: No, and the fact they couldn't fill Marvel Stadium is kind of uh, to their detriment as well. No,
1: I actually thought the move to Amy Stadium was a good idea because it's a square ground, and that's what AFLX is meant to be filling that void for places that only have square grounds and that kind of stuff. So on that side of it, I thought good move, good try. Didn't work, but you had a put, you had a punt. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I said, I watched it on TV. But if there was something else on, I, I would have turned over. Like if the Ashes was on, I'm not watching it.
2: Oh, if Spaceballs was on, I'm there.
1: Yeah, probably as well. Um, but that's the way it goes. All right. Before we can only do previews of games because uh, you know I'm not reviewing the that game um, anymore. We've already talked about it. Um, but before we do that, we always go to Steve from Twitter um, with his question question of the week. Um, and this week it was a very simple one. It's uh, it's good that Brenton's not here because um, his team's still playing in finals. Um, he just wants to know who you're rooting for to win the grand final out of the eight remaining left. So who have you got your emotional tickets on?
2: See, I'm struggling with this because. I kind of like um, uh, I kind of like Brisbane, just for the, the come-from-behind story. They yep. had a shit season. But they gave us a fucking touch-up by cheating uh, <laughs> early the season. So I'm off them. Uh, Essendon, I just don't like. No, Essendon's, um,
1: Essendon's eighth out of... Actually, Essendon are ninth out of the eight teams left.
2: Yeah, in fact, if Essendon dropped out now and Hawthorne came back in because of some PED scandal, I'd be okay with it. Um, Eagles have already won one, so I'm not massive on that. Geelong, yeah, they're Geelong, don't care. Uh, Collingwood, I almost want Collingwood to make the great final and lose again. <laughs> it's tradition. Um, yeah. Um, and then you've got the Bulldogs and they've already won one in recent memory and that'll do for their next 50 years. So I'm, I'm kind of stuck.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit the same. I I like Brisbane because Hodges up there and if he gets five flags, I'm happy. Um, and you, you're right, they went from five wins last year to I think 15 this year, and they're a good chance, but I think they've got another chance anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, and
2: GWS and Richmond are the other two left, and Richard Woman and GWS, I oh, don't know,
1: they can. GWS is the other team. Yeah, I'd like to see GWS win um, because if my team can't win, I want the least amount of people happy as possible. <laughs> um, and that's GWS. Uh, but I do think if if they are going to do uh, make it a mark in Sydney, they need success. Um, and I think it is the best thing for the game that if GWS won it. However, I don't think they will.
2: I just don't feel like they're threatening.
1: No. And it is hard with the eight teams left. Like, um, you know, you try to think who can win. Not who's going to win, well, but who can I win. I think, too,
2: there's a difference between regular season footy and finals footy. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it's far more physical. And,
1: and the week break has changed it as well ever yeah. since it's happened.
2: Like I look at GWS and I think uh, Caniglio, uh, Tomlinson, uh, Taranto, um, Kelly, Kelly and Cameron, they walk into any squad. Yeah, if, yeah. If they're like oh,
1: and um, others. Lucky Whitfield has had a, yeah. an amazing season.
2: Whitfield as well. Um, those guys are walk into any team in the league. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like You can be West Coast, and if uh, Kelly says, I want to come to you guys, they're like, well, yep. we've we'll, got the forms we'll, filled out, mate. We'll do something, yeah. Um, and yet, I don't see them as physically intimidating enough to feel like they're going to tear things apart in the finals. I think.
1: Uh, it's between them and Essendon for the widest gap between their best and their worst.
2: Iceland's you know? far wider. Yeah, um, I'd say. Well, a- I
1: just I don't think Essendon's best is as high.
2: Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> but I think Gjøvs they, they can beat anyone on the day. Yeah, but they can't beat them up. And I think you need to have that in your repertoire uh, to win a flag.
1: Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why they got mummy back. And I think that shows how desperate they were for yeah. for what they were missing. Um, but yeah, so out of the eight teams, who do you think? can win it. Not won't
2: or will but who can win it. If I'm fair Dickham, all of them can. Yeah really. Um, so you, Bulldogs can do it from one further position back because uh, they're coming to form just the right time and yeah. their midfielders I don't know if it's under or overrated but it's fucking good. Well if you think
1: I'll lay, I'll go the other way and I'll say who I think can't win it.
2: And uh, Essendon is the only team I think can't.
1: Essendon for starters I don't think they can win it. Um, I, I just don't think they're good enough. Um, and yeah. you know um especially when their first week is the Eagles over there, I think they're really going to struggle.
0: Yeah, I don't see them beating the Eagles over there. Yeah. Um, I think... Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a US-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
1: I think Collingwood can't, even though they're in the top four, and their first two finals will be at the MCG. Um, however, I said the same thing last year, yeah. and they were one kick away from it.
2: Did you see the uh, the stuff on... The video from Buckley from last year's grand final, brilliant. Yeah, uh, which, um, I really want to dislike Buckley because fuck him, but he, he is a good bloke. He, it's
1: the video you saw is off a doco called yeah. Inside in a Sanctum or something, which yeah. is on the ABC tonight, so it'll be on iPlayer by tomorrow, I reckon. Um, well worth a watch because it follows three players within the club. I read an article about it during the week um, and followed them through the season, and one of them was Jared Blair who was on his last legs and he got delisted mm. during this year so um it followed him and they were actually in his exit interview when he was told he was going to be delisted um so that's the kind of access that they uh, yeah. gave the guy um so that will be very very interesting um but yeah back to my point is uh, I don't I didn't think Collingwood could win it could win it last year either and they nearly got there so obviously I was well, wrong within a kick but yeah. uh,
2: and plenty of people argue they probably should have won
1: it uh, yeah exactly um controversially, perhaps, I don't think the Eagles can win it either. I think they're... Um, I
2: think they've blown their load.
1: Well, they've got to win a prelim away from home. And I think... And that's got to be against, you know, somebody like uh, Geelong or Richmond or Brisbane.
2: I think they're a better chance against Richmond or Geelong. I think Brisbane is going to be a very hard matchup for them over the Gabba. Up in the Gabba, yeah.
1: Well, I think... i th- I'll go the other way. I think that's their best matchup because... Um, Richmond at the MCG, fuck that. You know what I mean? If it's wet, if it's wet, especially, forget about it. Like, if it rains, I will not tip another, pick another side outside of Richmond. They just play better in the rain.
2: I think if there's one squad that gets near it, it's the Bulldogs, just with their constant hassle and forward. See, movement. that's
1: it. Bulldogs are seventh, and I rate them higher than um, uh, Eagles or Collingwood. Sorry, rate them a better chance than Eagles or Collingwood, um, and. The, the fact that they've got to do it from seventh and they're the only team that's ever done it from seventh just means they're going to go, yep, we got this.
2: Well, yeah. I'm just going to have a check on the odds. Well, check uh, the odds. Is this a real... If we're a real podcast, we've got to check the odds, don't we?
1: Yeah, but since they don't pay us, you don't tell anybody who we're checking with. Um, and there's something else we'll update later on about that. Um, I don't think GWS can do it either. I think they're too flaky. They could belt um, Gw uh, Bulldogs this week and then lose next week. You know, um, They're that kind of side. Um, Richmond's obviously they can because if they're going to win it, they uh, this is their last trip interstate for the year. Yeah. Um, actually, no. Well, it's their last trip interstate regardless, um, because even if they lose, um, they'll play the next final at home, and if they win that, they'll play Geelong or Collingwood in, in a prelim, the MCG. Yeah. So this is their last trip away.
2: Yeah. Well, Richmond are favourites. Yeah, the of course they are. Um, followed by Geelong for that reason, Collingwood, Brisbane, uh, West Coast uh, sitting in uh, fifth. Fifth. Of favourites. Then the Bulldogs, J West and Essendon at the bottom. And Essendon a
1: long way from the bottom. Uh,
2: well, Essen are paying 67. So if yeah. you're an Essen supporter and uh, you don't like money, um throw a grand <laughs> don't, on it. Don't. Fuck it.
1: Um, the thing with West Coast, though, is they could have Nick Knapp back, uh, which changes their side. Uh, and for how them- long,
2: though? Like for a quarter? Half?
1: Well, you don't know. I mean, you're not going to put him in if unless you're expecting him to play uh, all four quarters. But if he breaks down again, you're down a man, aren't you?
2: Well, if he breaks down again, he's... He's got to consider pulling the pin. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he's played what a handful of games in two years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it, it'd be less than ten, less yeah. than ten, um, which is fucking well, terrible.
1: We may as well get into it there. Uh, so, um, uh, Steve, the the answer is really uh, Brisbane with a soft spot for GWS. Um, on who we're rooting for to win. It doesn't mean we think they will win, but that's who we're rooting
2: for. No, I'm leaning over g West. Even though Cameron did my boy Benny Brown dirty, you you can't be upset with a bloke for having a day out like that. Um, He didn't kick more than Brown in one game, so he left him that. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Um, So we'll go to the four games we are going to look at, um, which is the Eagles and Essendon first up on Thursday night over there. And I think... You know, what we think is going to happen, we've already let slip a little bit. Uh, Essendon are taking a lot of injured players into this game as well, because so, it's their yeah. last throw of the dice.
2: Um, I honestly th- see it being a bloodbath. There's will be a tune-up for yeah. uh, West Coast.
1: Yeah, Q and the Rack in the third quarter?
2: Uh, yeah, I think they'll they'll use a super sub.
1: on um... <laughs> Byron Cook from the AG- <laughs> EJX
2: game. But, I mean... You know, it's a finals game and you never quite know. Essendon yeah. might get out the blocks big because West Coast have not started well in many games this year. Um, so if uh, Essendon managed to get out to a 3-4 goal lead in the first quarter, you know, West Coast could get a bit shaky. I think you know, there's
1: a few people that are predicting an upset that Essendon can, but I think yeah. that's the only way they can. If they get an early lead, um, they'll, you know, oh, we've got this, we've got this. Yeah.
2: By he- the same token, West Coast have chased down a lot of early leads. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, they won't be intimidated in the home ground. Exactly, but... If West Coast
1: kicking the first three goals, turn it off. Game's over.
2: Yeah, and also I think of all right, who do you need to take out of the game for West Coast to win? <laughs> and it's like all right, got to take lot. out Kennedy, got to take out Hearn, got to take out probably Yo McGovern. Um, oh fuck, who else will take out? Petricelli even can tear the game up, <laughs> Darling. Uh, darling, but even so, if
1: yeah, you know, but even like, um, if like um, if Darling and Kennedy don't have a big game, Oscar Allen's been having a good first year. You he know? is. Um, and he's reliable enough for a, a leader mark um yeah they just they're too strong over the ground to drop this one they um the, the fact that the west coast i think have lost the last two as well two of the regular season um, shows that they go okay we've got some tactics or some structures to sort out they would have had you know the week off to go back and watch the tapes again and and think about it again and um, you know what we, we took Hawthorne too light that's not going to happen this time. You know, we're going to take him um, serious, and this is our time to put our A game into into play.
2: To be fair, I think Hawthorne were a bigger threat in the finals than Essendon. I think out of the team yeah. that could have made finals, um, Essendon would be the 2nd You'd be second happiest. The happiest would have been Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. They're a, they're I, a fucking mess. I'd agree. Um,
1: I think they were, but Hawthorne were a bigger threat. I still wouldn't have tipped them if they were playing West Coast this week. No, even though they beat them a week earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Uh, and Tip and Woody he up to a three year deal? So he'll have a shitter.
1: <laughs> yep, the the sign on curse. Um, yeah, and the fact that you know they they need Hurley to play and he's injured. And, you know, um, uh, I don't think Hook is a hundred percent. Hurley's not a hundred percent. There's probably three or four others. Uh, Big Gumby.
2: Well, Joel Danaher's is hundred ten percent apparently. So that's <laughs> why they're trading him. Yeah, Joel uh, y you, you easily forget he's not on there. Um, in their side he's but, gotten cut out for Sean McKernan I mean fuck me you wouldn't have picked that two years ago yeah. and you wouldn't have picked Essendon fans being happy about it yeah exactly
1: um, you know but if they get an early lead you know um, Stringer can turn it on when he needs to or Ratio um, yeah, that's another reason I like Essendon <laughs> Stringer yeah. um, you know they can play exciting footy but if, yeah once they get behind nah
2: yeah I mean look I'm coming at a bit hard, but they do play very attractive footy and they can be very fucking dangerous when they get a run.
1: They played attractive footy against Bulldogs, 21 goals in a row. I found that attractive.
2: Yeah, uh, pretty amazing. I've liked watching that too. <laughs>
1: um, so I think that's a West Coast simple, simple one.
2: Yeah, um, you, know, you never know your luck in the big city, but yeah. uh, the smart money's not on Essendon.
1: This ain't it, Chief. Um, next is Collingwood and Geelong. Um, (laughs) I, I do like that Penelope put something out that, you know, I'm (laughs) glad we finished fourth and earned a home final. Yeah. Um,
2: you kind of, kind of got it, don't you? Yeah. I I I feel like Dane Swan nicked his phone and put that on Twitter.
1: The thing is, um, I agree that it's unfair to Geelong. If I was in charge of the AFL though, I'd make the same decision. I'd put this game on to the MCG.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, it's unfair, but business.
1: Such such is life, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I just, I know that everyone can say the AFL is greedy, but I mean, they need to make money. And my point of view is there's 40,000 extra fans are going to get to this game.
2: Yeah. And look, if you go to the players and look, we'll play it down in Geelong, but you're all taking a 14% pay cut. No. <laughs> uh, you'd have a few go- folks going, oh, hold on, hold up. Uh, I don't yeah. I'm not really on board
1: no you might have guys like Dangerfield go yeah I'll take 20% yeah, but you have other guys go whoa 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 hang on hang yeah. on <laughs> the, the
2: guys on the fuck you money yeah. are like alright well, I'll just yeah, and
1: the guys that just really need that flag to cement their legacies like Solwood, would take a cut yeah. goes, no no Tim Kelly
2: be like, fuck you, I'll, I'll charge double.
1: Cameron Ling, if he's still playing, like, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. This ain't what we're doing. <laughs> Boomer Harvey would cry.
2: Well, yeah, and he wasn't even in the squad. <laughs> he
1: just cried. He's like,
2: I can't believe you guys are fucking giving up that money. Um, he's on raffle tickets too. He's like, These guys are suckers. I'm going to make something off them.
1: What do you think about this game? Because it's going to be a very different Collingwood out there because uh, Dugowie's going to be back. Stevenson's going to be back. Um, they do have their own injury uh, issues. Um, but uh, how, how do you see the game playing out?
2: Oh, I don't like Geelong, but they can turn it on. Um, I think they match up really, really well. Um, I think Grundy, obviously... Like you say, there's one glaring omission to that. He is, he is the massive uh, ace, ace in the hole they've got. Um, but having said that, Hawkins is going to be the best for, uh, forward on the field. Yeah. Um, side bottom versus Dangerfield is going to be interesting. Pendlebury and Selwood... Uh, little master Ablett's going to be fucking tricky, but then so is DeGoey, and then you got Elliot, uh, Stevenson, sorry, um, running around the forward line. Yep. It, it really will start in the middle, which will give uh, Collingwood a massive advantage, but converting those goals, I think, will be the hard part for them. Um, I'm on Geelong, yep. but. Well, it's going to depend on who gets at the blocks the fastest. Yeah,
1: um, You know, a lot of people, you, you do look at Geelong, they're the best, uh, <coughs> highest scoring team by some margin in the AFL. I think they're first or second for defence as well. So on those measures, and they finish top of the ladder, on those measures you go, yeah, well, of course they have. So, you know, that's why they're on top and, and that. But when you really look at it, though, out of the uh, seven other teams in the finals, um, when was the last time Geelong beat a team that made finals? Off the top of your head. It's tough to guess, isn't it?
2: Didn't they beat Richmond?
1: Yes. Round 12. There you go. So that's what I mean. That was a long time ago. That's more than 10 games ago. But
2: I think they were fucking savage by injury then too. Uh,
1: who? Richmond. Richmond. Oh, well, they flogged them. They gave them an 11-goal hiding. Yeah. Um, but since that, you know, the other times they played teams in the finals, uh, the Bulldogs, they lost by 16. Um, and the Brisbane, they lost by one. So that's it. They haven't played the other teams in the finals um, in the back end of the year. They played him in the front end of the year and things are different now. So we don't yeah. really have a gauge of how they're travelling right now.
2: But again, I, I fall back to the physicality of finals. Um, I don't see a player on Collingwood's side that could open up Joel Selwood. Uh, and I, I still think Joel Selwood's going to bleed, but it'll be himself. Of course, of course. Um, whereas I look at like uh, Dangerfield's you know, for all the criticism of him, he is pretty hard at the ball when he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, no, no. He, he is hard at the ball. Uh, his of possessions are pretty fucking high. Yeah. He can play. Yeah, yeah.
1: His problem is uh, what he does with the ball sometimes. Because um, he has a 60-meter kick, but he doesn't have a good 40-meter kick.
2: Yeah. Um, and then Hawkins will just rip players in half yeah. if he gets on on a bit. Um, and then you got Duncan as well. And- yeah, yeah. they got they got guns everywhere. Yeah. Um, I just feel like they've got more more mature bodies, whereas Collingwood seem to be a much more quick style side, which yep. is you know fantastic too. Uh, and they do play very good looking footy when they're on.
1: Absolutely. Speed kills when it yeah. comes to Collingwood.
2: But I think uh, in the crash and bash of a finals footy, it works against you. Yep. Um, and especially, I feel like they will be mentally fragile this game. If they win this, I feel like they'll have put last year's demons to rest a bit yep. and they'll be like, all right, we had a fire on. But I think if Geelong just start getting in their heads a bit and just saying, "Lads, oh, you were a goal away last year. Yeah, you're much further away this year." Um, I think I'm going to
1: tip Geelong as well. Um, for a lot of what you said, like especially the weakness down back um, with Collingwood is made worse because Darcy Moore's not 100. You know, and we don't know how he's going. You know, in his return game, he dragged himself. You know, after halftime because he was worried. Um, about how his uh, hammies are going and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, that was bizarre. Like to me, if you're dragging yourself, it means you're probably fucked.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he's missed with hamstring three times this year. So,
2: in fairness, it was the back end of a not super meaningful game.
1: Yeah, yes and no. I mean, they still needed um, to finish in, uh, in in the top four. I mean, it was Essendon, but Essendon, you know, gave it up to him, and it was still you know in contention in the final quarter, but. Um, I, I do see that the um the defensive half for Collingwood has been their worry and that's why I think Geelong will be experienced enough. Um but you know, underrating Collingwood didn't work so well last year.
2: No, no, that's fair.
1: Um clearly the best final is gonna be on Saturday afternoon with uh Richmond uh sorry uh oh that's Saturday night, is it? Oh, I've got it back to front. Um all right, we'll, we'll do GWS and um Bulldogs next then, which is the Saturday afternoon game. Um, it's an interesting one because Bulldogs have almost the best form running into finals.
2: Oh, I would say the best. Uh,
1: besides Richmond, um, you know. Uh, mm. And the Giants, their best is brilliant. Uh, and their worst, you just go, mate, how can you play that badly with that, um, that side? Um, at the start of the year, you would have said Giants are one of the best midfields in the comp. Bulldogs right now are fucking killing that area.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's well, uh, fair to say. I would say um, GDRS has a bit more depth, but McRae, Pelly, uh Dunkley—those Dunkley, yeah. three all Australian level. I, I know uh, Dunkley, and McRae didn't get a nod. Yeah, but they could have. They—you could argue they should have. Yeah, yeah.
1: You put a couple of different people in the voting committee, and they're in.
2: I mean, the the neg point of that is that all right, if you can stop one or two of them, the game falls apart. Yeah. But If and
1: and they're much more goal kicking, uh, as well, a threat on the scoreboard, especially Bontempelli. I mean, Bontempelli's probably six inches taller than any other midfielder. Well, not that much, but going around, but um, he can go rest at full forward quite easily. Um, and he does it all, does yeah. Uh, even though he has that laconic style that uh, I I like so much.
2: And again, talking about the um, hard at it finals and physicality, Libba. He, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's only got one leg these days. Yeah. But if there's a bloke that loves the knuckle yeah, uh, more than him, it's Conor McGregor.
1: Lo, loves the dirt and the teeth type of uh, game. You know, he, He's not scared to go hard at it.
2: Yeah. There's certain players where you can be like, oh, that's ungentlemanly. Yep. And uh, he'll be like, yep, um, certainly
1: was. Now, obviously, the Giants have got uh, Cameron up forward um, and they got better years out of Himmelberg and Finlayson than anybody would have expected. And that makes yep. it a very potent forward line. Um, but they're not massive contested marks forwards and they're the ones I feel that worry the Bulldogs more. They're extremely mobile and uh, on the lead. And I feel like you know, if you put a, a Tom Hawkins up there, that's more of a worry for the Bulldogs than um, Jeremy Cameron.
2: Yeah, he's, he's not a bad contested possession, but that's not his bread and butter. Yeah, exactly.
1: He's a run them off their feet um, uh, type of player. Yep. Not a um, stand, kick it to me, and I'm going to shove everybody in the face and
2: get it. Yeah, which is the Hawkins-style, like, stay-at-home yeah. sort of football. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, Heath Shaw is going to, again, try and anchor down that back line. Yep. Uh, if he has a good game, he could really set up the play beautifully. Yep. But it's going to it's going to rest a lot on him. Um,
1: I, I tell you who rest it rests um, on. The Giants cannot win without Toby Green being best on ground.
2: Well, make him captain again.
1: They should. He should be their captain. You know, um, coming up, Phil Davis is probably going to want to hand it over sooner or later, um, as he gets on in age. But uh, um, yeah, I can see a lot of reasons to have Toby McGreen
2: uh, as the captain there. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one. Uh, I, I I kind of want the Giants to have success. Yeah. But a loss here means they're done. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And it's one of those ones where it could literally go either way so quickly. Yep. Um, I don't think you're going to get a lot of tit for tat. I think it's going to be a team gets a three goal run on, then a two goals back, and then yep. a, a two goal, and then a three goal, and the five goal run, or whatever. Um,
1: Having said that, you remember the Giants put 50 points on Collingwood in the first quarter this year um, at this ground, too. Yeah,
2: we're well, looking at the last three matchups the teams have had. Uh, they only played once every year. Uh, the 2017 match, although they played twice then, but it was. Giants by 50, and then the next one was um, Giants by 80, and then the Bulldogs won the last one by 60. So, yeah,
1: not close games. <laughs> no, I mean, before that, there was only a couple of points difference. Yeah, but, and um, the prelim final, obviously, that um, uh, the Bulldogs won up there in uh, 2016 when they
2: won their flag. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, finals form. It's funny, uh, they've got it as round 26. Yeah, well, I guess that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Um, so, who are you tipping then?
2: I have to go to the Bulldogs. I mean... I, I want GWS to win, but I think the Bulldogs just hungrier and harder.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I think that um, the greatest strengths of um, the, the Giants is, is their midfield. But I feel like right now, especially with, you know, injuries, um, Caniglio, we don't know if he's playing. Um, and Kelly has just come back from injury.
2: Well, Caniglio just re-signed too. So, it's seven uh, years on. So, yeah. Yeah. so he'll have a shit game.
1: Shit game. Yeah. So I think the Bulldogs um, in, in that respect. Um, now the best game of the of the uh, first week of the finals though, is Brisbane and Richmond on Saturday night. Um obviously uh Richmond did a little number on them um in the final week down at the MCG but it's a different ball game up at the Gabba um with that sold out crowd. Um and the whole whole uh, city behind them now.
2: So we've uh, tipped the same the whole way through here but I'm think I'm breaking with I think uh Brisbane. Yep, I uh,
1: extra time. Like
2: <laughs> this one I just I I can't
1: think of a reason um, for either team to really run away with it. Um, I'm just thinking the way this year's gone, that upsets happen, the fact that Brisbane lost the last game makes me think they're going to win this one. So we might actually be on the same page tipping there as well. I think Brisbane might win it.
2: Um, Yeah, well, actually, looking at the results, they haven't beaten Richmond since 2016. There you go. Um, Um, It's been... Richmond, 12, 10 to 8,
1: 7. It's not going to be the same game that it was um, two weeks ago. For starters, MCG is different. Um, That's one thing. It was raining as well. Um, Richmond were on top before the rain came anyway. Um, But I think that uh, Brisbane now have got, okay, we left a couple of tricks in the shed. We can change things up now. Charlie Cameron is not going to be that quiet twice in a row. Um, Dylan Grimes is a great matchup for him, um, uh, brilliant as he was, but I don't think you're going to keep him as quiet and as in, um, ineffective two games in a row.
2: also think the height they've got in their forward line with uh, Big Oscar is going to be a problematic. And uh, Martin, he is a strong motherfucker. Uh, yes. I'd say he's probably the strongest ruckman going around. I'll give you that, yep. And I I, I see him... Man-handling motherfuckers.
1: But um, Toby Nanka is likely to come back in, and he's in good form.
2: He is, and fair kick, play to him, but...
1: Kick the winner in the VFL.
2: I think Nank will do more around the ground, which... Yeah. Which is what has, you need him to do. Hasn't always been his forte, but he's more than handy. It's,
1: who's the second ruck for Richmond is going to be a big question for them, because, uh, you know, they've gone with Soldo um, a little bit in the back end of the year, um, but also... Um, oh, jeez, I've just gone blank. What his bloody name is.
2: The Sudanese guy? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Who's got the you know the tiger design in his fucking hair. Yeah. Um, um, M- Maboy Chow. Um, Mad Jackalier.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I much prefer Chow um, because I think he's actually a really good user of the ball. And I think he provides more threats around the ground than Soldo.
2: I think he doesn't try to be too clever. He just see player, yep. hit player with ball. Yep. Like, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not... It's not rocket science. Yeah. He's um, not trying to step... People who fake them out, although he does. He does done that. He does it quite well.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, when he sees a forty meter pass, he goes for the forty meter pass. Yeah, you know, he's not scared of it either. He's not trying to do too much, but he's not trying to. Well, I better handball. Let somebody else yeah. take care of this.
2: He doesn't let the options overwhelm him. He just finds a good one and goes for it.
1: So I th- like if Richmond wins, I won't be surprised. But oh no, I am tipping Brisbane as well. Um, I I just think that the emotion and the the crowd up there is really going to get um, them over the line, and, and I think that they're smarter for the loss last week. If they won last week against Richmond, I'd actually tip Richmond this week. And that's the way this season's gone.
2: I think they'll have such belief as well. Like, uh, looking at when they uh, played in 2018, uh, Brisbane kicked two goals five to Richmond 16-14. They'll remember those games. Uh, And that will just be an absolute sting in their butt.
1: And uh, they didn't have Lockie Neal then.
2: Oh, he goes all right. Yeah.
1: Um, His 50-odd touches last week. It wasn't a bad game, uh, you know. Um, I reckon he'll have less touches this week and be better, though.
2: Yeah. Um, block can play.
1: Can't he? All right. That'll do us for the first week of finals.
2: Yeah, look forward to seeing you there.
1: That's it for four, four games. There'll be two games from here on in.
2: Yeah, see ya.